Thank you for tuning in to Health Life Today. I'm your host, Robert D. And hello. Welcome, everyone. So glad you can join me today. My wife, Tina Lee, is uh, off again. And, uh, well, and that just gives me more time, I guess, to uh, <laughs> prepare for her for when she returns. Um, going to jump right into it today. Um, been on the theme of uh, false prophets. And I just got finished writing a, an article for a website, Health Life Today. And it's interesting that I get, um, I always turn to, to true prophets or where are you in all this? In other words, like, how do I know that I'm not a false prophet? Do I just presume because I have Bible knowledge that, you know, that makes me true? Well, not necessarily. And uh, I'm going to get into it a little bit today. Um, I'd like to just begin by sharing with you uh, something that the Lord did for me many years ago. Um, I was able to actually separate uh, myself, my family away from the other everyday life. And um, I was able, by the grace of God, to hear some words like, and I'm going to paraphrase it because it was many years ago. And I honestly don't know how I received it. But this is, I know this happened, and it's a true experience. Um, I, he said, I want you to sit. Well, first he said, I want you to zip it. <laughs> you know, like, shut up. Now, you got to remember, I was a young man then. I want you to sit under the anointed teaching. Okay, so first he said, I want you to zip it. In other words, like, shut up. Okay, I want you to sit under the anointed teaching, and obviously do, become a doer of what you're learning. And, um, oh, and there's one more thing he said. Your opinions mean nothing to me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the previous year, this is a, a real life experience. Um, a man prayed at the end of a service, and he started praying. And I felt, literally, I felt a, a, a demon leave my right shoulder. Uh, I'm sure there was one whispering in my ear. And what had happened was uh, my wife and I, and this was early in our Christianity, just seeking the Lord and learning things, learning about spiritual warfare and this and that and worship and all this. And I'm a musician and... You know, I could sing and do all this stuff. So we're, we're, we're on a roll. We're doing all these things. But, um, you know, your opinions mean nothing to me. When I was in that Baptist church, uh, ugly atmosphere. I mean, it was just demonic. Um, we literally got rejected. I mean, both of us, we just got rejected. Um, basically, you know, get out, <laughs> have a nice life, whatever. Um we weren't unkind to them. We just, okay, you know, um, but it was like not welcome there after a while. Um, but in there, it was just really, really a lot of flesh in that, in that building, a lot of flesh in that thing. And um, it was really ugly. And un, unbeknownst to me, I had acquired a critical spirit. And so whatever, wherever I went, if I went into another church, I would point out what was wrong. And I'm sure back then, I don't want to remember this, but I'm sure my poor wife had to endure listening to me with all with everything that was wrong, you know. 
And I come to find out that, you know, anybody could do that. Anybody could point out what's wrong. But who can have the long-suffering of God in their heart for a person or, or an individual or a church or a city or a nation? I mean, this, this is going to take the work of God. So when I was able to, by the grace of God, um, your opinions mean nothing to me. Yes, that hit me. Right? It was like an arrow right into my heart. And I knew the intentions of the Lord. I knew when he said that to me, I went, okay. And so during that time, me and my wife, Tina Lee, during the week we were not together because she was going back and forth um, traveling from her job, which was uh, a good couple, um, it was a good couple, uh, three hours away. And so she was like away from me for six months. So if anything went wrong in this place that I was at, I had nobody to really vent to except for two little small children and um, a cat and a dog. And uh, all four were not really interested in me going boo-hoo, you know, boo, poor you, you know. No, they didn't. And so what I did was I took that time to um, do what the teachers were saying. I took, I received the Lord's word to me at heart. And when your opinions mean nothing to me, what they were emphasizing back then um, was that, first of all, God is a person. And I know that sounds like one-on-one-like, but honestly, I, at that up until that point, and I was like five years as a Christian, um, I didn't know him. I honestly could say that I did not know him intimately. I did not know him. I had a cerebral understanding i was born of the spirit i was actually baptized in the spirit and with all that going on i did not really know him if you can hear what i'm trying to say i didn't did not know him by the spirit i may have known him by the flesh heck i even knew me by the flesh but i did not know the lord by the spirit and i did not know myself by the spirit and so this is something that the lord was interested in and he has for all of us he has an intention he has intentions for us he has goals and if i just may read romans eight twenty nine, this is central i mean to the work of god once you become a believer you're to grow up into him and romans eight twenty eight, we all know that right and we know that all things work together for good to them that love god to them who are the call according to his purpose Verse 29, it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So the predestination of God, you got to understand this as a believer, is that you and I would be conformed into the image of his Son. Now, <laughs> is that going to be easy? If you continue reading in that chapter, it's like, whoa, the things that God uses anything and everything to help us to be conformed into the image of his son it's just profound um what he's going to do and so what happened <clears throat> as time went on the teachers were emphasizing to me about waiting upon the lord being still you know getting away from all the noise activities things like that and so, as I quieted myself and just 
disciplined, you know, and just stayed and waited upon the Lord, being still in His presence and just listening, something began to happen in me. Something began to change. All of a sudden, I wasn't quick to point out what was wrong. As a matter of fact, the Lord actually revealed Himself to me in ways, and by revealing Himself to me, revealed to me the deceitfulness of my own heart and how I had hurt him in previous, uh, in the past, uh, through relationships. And um, it was deep, and it was a deep work of repentance. The only way I can describe it is, and even Tina, I have to tell Tina because she wasn't even there during the week, and most of the time, and the kids were in school, I would come home and just weep. I mean, just weep. And I couldn't even explain it. And I was repenting and apologizing because God is a person. And how you treat people, um, <laughs> it it's, it's goes far with him. Very, very high on his list. You know, I'm just thinking right now in Matthew 25, which is a, a long chapter, but it stands out to me. And I, I learned this a long time ago and still learning. But he says, when, when you did it unto the least of these... You did it unto me. And he also says, when you did it not to the least of these, my brethren, you did it not unto me. And I remember reading that, that, that Matthew 25. And I just like, I, I'm reading it and I'm going, wow. Like he's holding these people accountable. Whereas, you know, years before when I didn't know anything about God, I was not born of his spirit, what did not belong to him. I, I knew when I was reading this that he couldn't possibly hold me to that because I didn't have any knowledge. I didn't have any knowledge of God. I didn't have any knowledge of his word, no knowledge of his way. So I knew that he, as an unbeliever, he could not really hold me. You know, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. When I was in prison, you came and visited me. When I was naked, you clothed me. And, you know, the righteous are saying, like, when, Lord? When did we see you, like, in these conditions and do that to you? And he said, when you did it unto the least of these, my brethren. And my eyes began to be opened, and I'm like, wow. So how you treat people, you know, you got to see, like, I've got to see that you're doing it unto the Lord. Like, that's, I know that's, like, deep, <laughs> But it's the truth. And then even more sobering is when you did it not, which means, you know, to me it means a couple things. There were times when you should have and you didn't minister to him, you know. And that's why I believe that ministering to the Lord is first and foremost. I mean, even waiting upon the Lord, even say, even as musicians, and this is something he did for me as a musician. He wasn't interested in my playing or my serving the church. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. He was interested in me being with my children. And he was interested in me uh, not being opinionated. You know, not being critical. Not pointing out what's wrong with everyone. And uh, That's what he was interested in. And that was, he was watching me to see what I would do with that word that I received. And so, false prophets, okay, will not receive that word. I believe that. And it's in Matthew chapter 7. It's called the straight gate. And Jesus said that very few will find that. Why? Because it's costly. And the context of that Matthew 7 about false prophets, he said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. 
you shall know them by their fruits, right? But the context of that is, is coming through this gate, you know, the narrow gate. And he said, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be. He's talking to believers. And few there be that will actually go through this narrow gate, because the narrow gate is you got to come down low. you got to come down and acknowledge, okay, where you have come short of the glory of God. You have, like myself, when I was able to shut up and zip it, all of a sudden, see, my opinions, everything didn't matter to him, and I knew that. And all of a sudden, it, it didn't matter what other people were doing. It matters what you were doing, okay? He said to beware of false prophets. Just be aware, okay? As a matter of fact, he went on to say, my sheep know my voice. And that's interesting wording. That's in John chapter 10, I believe it's verse 27, where he says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. Get that? See, they won't follow another. They won't follow somebody whose voice is not their father's voice. And that takes time. That takes developing. That takes time spent with somebody. And you know, when Jesus says to people in that last day, that who actually are actually expecting to be led in to his kingdom or to be led into his how do I say this, the, the, the feast that's being prepared for those who are, you know, the called according to his purpose, you know, they're actually expecting to be, you know, invited in and he looks at them and he actually says, I, I don't know you, I, I don't know you, I never knew you. And I know people reason that out in their human reasoning and I'm going to tell you something, be careful not to add to God's word. Because there's, there's, there's serious, serious warnings about that, especially in the last chapter of Revelation, about whoever adds to my words of this prophecy. And you can read it for yourself. I'm not going to get into that right now. I didn't plan on talking about that. And whoever takes away from my word the words of these prophecies and the things that will be taken away from that person, he's talking to people who have access to his word. He's not talking to the world out there. They don't have no access to, to God. They don't know nothing about God in His kingdom. They don't know. And that's why I said from the beginning, I, I knew in my heart, when I read Matthew 25, I knew as a newborn believer, when I was reading that, I knew in my heart He couldn't possibly hold me to that kind of accountability because I didn't have the knowledge. And so if you're a, a Bible or a church-attending, Bible-reading person and a believer, and you say that you're a believer, then He's going to hold you accountable, Okay. To become, okay? And I, I, to become or to be conformed into the image of His Son. And guess what? A lot of weaknesses are going to be exposed in you. A lot of frailty. You're going to become aware that, oh, 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 those are my sounds. You know, I tell my wife, Tina Lee, I said, when I first became a believer and I read First John, my, the sound effects was like, I went, huh? Whoa. 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 And I'm reading first John and I'm going, You've got to be kidding me. You know, about walking in the light and my God, if you hate your brother, like, you know, it's like equivalent to a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. I'm reading this for the first time and I'm going, Whoa. I'm just like in awe, you know, of God. I'm like, Whoa, so okay, so change me. And so I I'm I'm trying to say something today that 
when you can silence your opinions and your thoughts. And let me say this. From a child, you're trained to believe a certain way. I don't care who you are. And it doesn't matter what, what how do you say this, what faith you came in, what religion and stuff like that. Everyone's got their own, you know, uh, own take on things and what you believe and stuff. But I, I am learning and I have come to learn that, you know what, there's only one true God. And God has made him both Lord and Christ. And I'm talking about Jesus. God himself, it says that in the book of Acts, God has made him both Lord and Christ, the one whom you've crucified. And so it comes down to that. Who do you say that Jesus is? You know, who do men say that Jesus is? And, you know, men, oh, my God, there's a there's a there's a there's a Baptist Jesus. There's a Pentecostal Jesus. There's a there's a Catholic Jesus there's a Lutheran Jesus. And I'm and I've been exposed to all these different churches and stuff. And it's like, you know what? I, have, I haven't met anyone that actually, where's the true Christ? Where's the true Jesus? And the reason why I say that, and, and again, the standard, okay, is the Son of God. It's to be conformed into the image of Jesus, okay? Not the image of your pastor, not the image of your favorite preacher, or even the charismatics out there. My God, there's so much idolatry going on, it's not even funny. It's not funny at all. And so they're, they're, they're worshiping other preachers and my God, it's just awful what's going on out there. But again, where are you? Okay, doesn't matter. It does matter, but Jesus said to beware. But I'm talking about you and me. Where are we today in the light of God? Okay, in the light of what God is, is showing us today. And so what this did for me when I heard those words uh, number one, I just want you to be with your children. I want you to get to know your children. The other thing was, I want you to zip it. All right, I want you to I want you to sit under the anointed teaching. I want you to listen and do. Be a doer of my word. And your opinions mean nothing to me. That transformed my hearing ability. And just for one thing, if I may share one experience, uh, during that particular time, there was an upheaval. There was all commotion. There was, you know, things happen in life, okay? And all of a sudden, things happen. It could happen in your workplace. It could happen. It could happen anywhere. It happened in your family. Oh, this one did this, that, that, whatever. But when when I did that, when I when everybody was under the heavy commotion and all the you know accusations and implications, I did. I sat at Jesus's feet, and I waited, and I listened, and I didn't have no agenda. I didn't care what was going on, honestly. And I know it sounds like crazy, but he told me from the very beginning, your opinions mean nothing to me. So make sure that you don't be spreading that out because then you'll be defiled. You know, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles a man. It's what comes out of your mouth. And I can't tell you how many people are walking around defiled, even where I live. They're walking around defiled because they're gossiping. They're full of opinions, okay, and expressing it out. And they don't understand. And they claim to know God, okay? They claim God this and God that. But I don't see the fruit. Like, I don't see the, the power of God in their life. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that for a reason because I want to see the power of God in my own life. Okay? And I hope that you are hearing this. You would receive the challenge, okay, from God Almighty. Okay? Jesus is the standard, not any other man. And when you compare yourself with other people, <laughs> lots of luck with that, as they say in the world. It's not wise. It's actually foolish. The Word of God says that. Why? Because if you, if you think, <laughs> how do I say it? When you compare yourself with somebody, you're going to exalt yourself, especially if you're, you, know, you think like you're better than them. No, 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 no. 
Romans 1, 2, and 3 says, there's no way. You think that you're better? No, 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 you won't. And as I said to a sister the other day, I know my personal experience is that the, the, when I'm abiding in the Lord and He in me, <laughs> I am the most neediest person on the planet. And I mean that sincerely, and I'm learning that daily. It doesn't matter what's going on. I don't even look out with my eyes like what I can see. You understand? It's what you don't see that's eternal, what, what's going on. You understand what I'm trying to say? And so God's looking at the heart today, you know. And man is always outward, you know, judging by the outward, you know, outward appearance and things. And, and the Lord is like looking upon the heart. And he's looking upon your heart today. So what are you going to do with what you hear today? Okay. Are you, become, are you going to become true? Are you, are you going to be loyal unto the Lord? And, you know, will you be committed? You know, um, the Lord, I heard this years ago, is not committed to us like we would like him to be or think that he is. He's committed to his work in us. I know it says in John chapter 2 around verse 23 that he didn't commit himself unto men because he knew what was in men. You know, and, and there's, there's, there's so much truth to that. But he's committed to his work in us. He that has begun a good work in us shall complete it until the day or perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. So when you're agreeing with God, okay, when you're justifying God in his sayings, like when, no matter what he's bringing up, in other words, whatever commandment that he's given you today, if you have ears to hear, okay, like in other words, like for me at that particular time, your opinions mean nothing to me. So if I disobeyed in any way after that, and I still neglected or just put it behind me and, and expressed my discontent, expressed or said something about this brother or said something about this sister, I'm walking around defiled, I'm in disobedience, I'm actually walking in darkness, okay? And Satan traffics in that darkness, okay? And people today, I, I can't believe what's going on, like in what they, you know, the body of Christ, it's just, they're, they're getting away with it because, I say getting away with it temporarily because I just can't believe what my ears are hearing and my eyes are seeing. But let me just read just First John chapter 1, okay, verse 6. If we say, me and you, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Right? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he says this, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, I just want to stop for a second. Just think about this. You're a believer. You've been born of the Spirit of God. Okay? You're listening to me. Okay? You're reading God's word with me today, right? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Do you believe that? The truth is not in us. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. <laughs> That's powerful. That was like I was trying to say now, uh, that, that article that I, uh, that I just um, wrote for, for the website, 
in, in the book of Jeremiah, it says, and I'm just going to paraphrase, when I look at the prophets, when I look at my people, it's like I'm looking at Sodom and Gomorrah. And let, let, let me just say this to you, okay? In your city, right, I'm just going to say city. I'm not going to say state. Okay, I'm, just, I'm going to be nice about this. Let's just say in your city, okay, you're listening to this. Okay, wherever you're from, okay, whether you're from, uh, I don't know, Charlotte, North Carolina, or, I don't know, Hartford, Connecticut, I don't know, anywhere, right? Wherever you are, okay? If the Lord comes through a prophet, okay, and he says, all of you in this city, all of you are like Sodom and Gomorrah to me in the eyes of the Lord, let me ask you something. What do you think is going to be the response? You probably call that man a heretic, right? Because surely there's one righteous person in there, right? But what if it is the word of the Lord in your city? And he says, you, to me, right now, the condition when I'm looking at everyone right now, you are, I'm like looking at Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what a godly person will do? You know what I, you know what I believe? I believe that anyone who has like a, just a little sensitivity there will go to the Lord, okay? And say, Lord, is this so? You know? It's like when Jesus said to his disciples, you know, there's, there's someone here that's going to betray me tonight. And they all ask, is it I? Is it I? Is it me, Lord? That's a good question. And so if you respond to God in that, okay, instead of react to men, it's better to respond to God. Okay, so if there's if the word ever came like that, and I'm not saying it's the word, I'm just saying if, okay, and it could be, but I'm just saying if that word came and there's not there's not there's not one. I don't see anybody in your city, and you name your city, that they look like Solomon Gomorrah to me. The response should be, okay, it should be return to the Lord. See, now I've got to come before the Lord. What have I been doing? Okay. Lord, what have we been doing? Okay. If this is true, Lord, if I look like Sodom and Gomorrah in your eyes, okay, what must I do to be saved? That's what we should be doing. Okay. Don't presume because of the pride in your heart. And as I said in this article, pride will not seek after God. Pride will say in their heart, there is no God. And again, you know what I mean? The faith in some people will not even allow them to become guilty before God. As I just read, you want to touch the faithfulness of God? You talk about the faithfulness of God, then you have to become guilty before God, okay? If we confess our sins, that's if. You see, a lot of people are not confessing their sins. They, they're not even going to the Lord and saying, where have I missed you, Lord? Where have I missed a turn? What are, have I done anything, Lord? Do I allow, do you allow the Lord to do a heart search where he can actually search your heart? And don't say it religiously from the neck up. With your whole heart, come before him and say, Lord, where have I missed you? What wrong turn have I done? You know, and so touching the faithfulness of God, it's not like he got me a brand new car or a house or a wife or a husband. No, no, no. no. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, you know, I'm going to do a, a, another show, okay, be, uh, about sin, transgression, and things like that, and how the Lord exe like, ex exhorts us 
that you don't have to. <laughs> and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, because I'll say this right now, my little children, verse chapter 2, verse 1, these things write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we do have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. Okay? But hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And see, and just in brief here, and I'm going to have to close out, just in brief. See, the commandment comes, okay, to any one of us, and especially even the called, especially prophets. But they don't want to, they don't want to deal with that. See, they don't want to deal with that commandment. And it could have been, honestly, it could have been the simplest thing. For me, years ago, it was, I want you to be with your children. I, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm going to speak for God right now. I'm not impressed, Robert D. I'm not impressed with your playing and your singing, you know. It's highly esteemed among the people around you. They won't, they're looking at the outward and they'll be impressed with you. But will I be impressed with you? Not one iota. Because the commandment was, I don't want you doing that right now. I want you to be with your children. I want you to get to know me, and I want you to get to know my ways. You see, and right now, Robert, your ways are not my ways. <laughs> your thoughts are not even close to having my thoughts. But if you humble yourself and do this little thing that I'm asking you, if you be faithful to that, <laughs> the increase of his peace and government, there shall be no end. Okay, And the more that he gives the increase and the more that he increases his presence in my life personally, whoo, I want more. And I hope that's your heart today. And I hope there's been something said today. My time is running out. But I pray that there's something that's been said today. And honestly, I hope that you will go to the Lord and again, present your whole being to him. You know, not from the neck up, okay? Not with just information, okay? It's not enough to have information about God. We need to come into a knowledge of Him. We need to know Him, and He needs to know us. And so on that note, I'm going to close out right here. And I just want to bless you today. I want to thank you for tuning in uh, to Health Life today. I am your host, Robert D. My wife, Tina Lee, is off today. Uh, appreciate any prayers. That, that if the Lord so leads you to pray for us, to pray for this ministry, that his word would, would have free course, if you will, that his word would be, you know, uh, coming out, you know, you know, like a, a present word, a fresh present word to deal with our hearts, folks. OK, because I'm just telling you from experience and what he allows me to see and allows me to hear. There's a lot of people, you know, when you're accused of anything, if somebody accuses you and you're going to be. Um, humble yourself. Go to God. Okay, don't presume. And you may be innocent in that matter, okay, but you're not innocent in other things, okay? And this is just the beginning to know His ways. And I'll tell you, the faithfulness of God, when He removed that critical spirit from me and put that spirit like of intercession and a broken heart and a contrite spirit, when He did all that, I'm hopefully going to talk about that. I want to talk about that, about a true disciple. Um, and I will hopefully prayerfully say that in our in our next show so i just want to bless you and thank you again for tuning in um i just want to say god bless and be safe see you next time